0: We're back for another week. Hello, Lietta. Hello, Ed. All right, so we got things to talk about this week, including a story that I find bizarre happening in right in our backyard, Oakville, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, very strange story. Um, I'm hoping that uh, when we talk about it, you'll go online and zo- uh, Google the pictures because that. The visuals really add to that story.
1: Maybe not at work.
0: Um, maybe not. Well, it depends where you work.
1: Yeah, I I guess.
0: Um, hey, if you can have a uh, hot and cold kombucha bar, maybe you can look at, at images like this, which are not naked. Right. They're not pornographic. Though, interesting little side note, Leanna, we'll, we'll know this as well. <clears throat> Years ago...
1: In, it It really depends on what you consider pornographic, right?
0: Yeah, all right. So um, here's a, a little side note that uh, Leanna would know. Years ago, during when we were making our late night show, we uh, semi-often would do remote interviews in LA with porn stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, we had, uh, our office was out, uh, main office was outside of the Chum building. But we had somebody in the chum building. We had a desk there. And the rules for everybody in the chum building, you had to sign a contract that said that you would not surf pornography on chum computers at work. Our guy had to have his contract altered, allowing him to search porn. That's right. That was how we found guests. Yeah. So there's a a little historical tidbit for you. You wouldn't otherwise have known. All right. Let's uh, move on. Uh, why don't we open our mailbag? This is, You know, it's, it's interesting to get feedback on previous shows.
1: Nobody has a mailbag anymore.
0: Well, I'm calling it a mailbag because it's kind of it's, it nostalgic. All right, what would you call it?
1: I don't know. Listener feedback.
0: See, it doesn't have the charm of the mailbag.
1: Okay, but mailbag sounds like something else.
0: You see, your mind goes there.
1: May, based on some of the topics this week, may be read the wrong way.
0: Mailbag. Okay, if you think that we're going to be talking about testicles and that interests you, stick around. If you think we're not going to be talking about testicles um, uh, and and that interests you, stick around. Um, If you think we're going to be talking about testicles and it doesn't interest you, stick around. Because we're not going to be talking about testicles. All right. Uh, in the mailbag, we uh, couldn't believe the the outpouring um, of response to discussing the fact that a Black actress is playing Ariel in the live-action uh, Little Mermaid movie. I can't yeah. believe the degree to which people get passionate about nonsense. <laughs> that means nothing. In, there's a war going on in Ukraine. It is driving up prices around the world, making it difficult for people to afford basics. And they're arguing about a a, a little mermaid. Talk about bread and circuses. There is more bread and circuses going on here. It's like Jesus making loaves. There's so much bread and circuses going on. And if you don't know what bread and and circuses are, well, you obviously weren't paying attention in high school, which I can't fault because most of the time, neither was I. But bread and circuses was... Uh, what was used during the fall of the Roman Empire to distract the citizens from the fact that it was the fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, um, so, um, well, we just dropped in a little historic. This is the wonderful thing about this show. People were responding in ways that made no sense to me. Now, you, Liana, you're familiar, more familiar than me, with some of the more ridiculous aspects of what people have to say about political
1: things. Right. Right.
0: Um, well the the okay, my favorite one, my favorite one, let me uh well here's okay, this isn't my favorite one. This is one that was somewhat common. Nico Willem said, if Martin Luther King would be played by a white male, I see no issues there either, right? So mm. that do we have to dissect how stupid that is?
1: They that's the go to though, right? But the thing is that Martin
0: Luther King being black is central to the story of Martin Luther King and what That's he right. did and what he accomplished. The skin That's color, right. uh, Ariel the Mermaid, has nothing to do with the story, uh, the, the, the core of the story of Ariel the Mermaid.
1: That's so right. There is, That's that, is right. The,
0: that is such a stupid comparison. Someone else says, uh, if you make a Shaft movie starring a white guy, let's see how people like that. Again, the, the thing that was that was mm-hmm. groundbreaking about Shaft was that he was a black police officer at a time when black people in movies were always being portrayed as criminals? It is significant. The yeah, skin and color. I
1: mean, Quent- Quentin Tarantino's already made multiple like, characters like that.
0: And uh, somebody pointed out to Nico Willem that it was an ignorant comment. He responded, It wasn't ignorant. It's okay oh, to God. be black and poetry, white roles, not the other way around. It's hypocrite. Now, um, I appreciate when people like this participate in these discussions, even though it's clear that English is not their first language. Um, uh, yeah. um one of my where's my favorite one? Well, one person said if they really want to get down to proper casting of a mermaid, they should cast a manatee. Yeah. Can you imagine a little mermaid as a as a sea cow?
1: That's pretty good. Not, um, not gonna lie different thing but different
0: different thing um so maddie morford said this was my favorite one as long as the fish is half cod not some kind of woke fish like halibut i'm not having no yeah. halibut agenda shoved down my throat honk <laughs> honk
1: <laughs>
0: that's a good answer
1: that's a good one
0: now the thing that 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 people are for them people are pointing out that in the original story apparently she was green <laughs> and her hair well, was like the color of seaweed.
1: A, yeah i don't know why people are getting so well i do know and and okay here's the problem but are there, are there any more comments by the way
0: um you know what i'd have to scan through and it takes so much time but it's totally these are the 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 Martin Luther King thing um and the other one would said you know if we did a if they did a movie about slavery and had white people playing slaves, that'd be okay. It's like, once again, false equivalency, as they call it. The, the fact that they are black is central to the story. And what's funny is, as someone pointed out in, my, uh, in the response, is that you hear this kind of complaint about the color of uh, a mermaid's skin from people who habitually go on the internet and accuse others of being oversensitive.
1: Well, they, yeah, that, that that's sort of what I was circling around. I, I if you start telling people you're being oversensitive to me, you, you lose the right to complain about anything, because then all somebody has to say is you're being oversensitive. I hate that dismissal. I cannot stand it. I wish people would stop doing it. It's one thing to ask somebody why something is hitting them so hard. But to just go, you're being too sensitive. That's that's a that's a terrible person moment. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know, because I've done it and it is a terrible thing to do. Very stupid.
1: Well, people don't realize how bad it is until something that is very important to them is dismissed in that way. And I think even some people you people do to me all the time, I learned to deal with it. Well, clearly, that person didn't learn to deal with it because they're using it as a weapon against other people. Learning to deal with something that hurt you means recognizing you didn't like it. So you're not going to do it to other people. You don't fling it around as this weird act of asymmetric revenge. I like that. Thank you.
0: An act of asymmetric revenge.
1: Well, that's what all this stuff is, right? I mean, they've been complained about, about representation and Hollywood's so white and all that stuff. So every time they think they have something that they can just go nuts about, it's asymmetric revenge. They they're jealous of all the attention that groups like the Women's March and Black Lives Matter got. And they've been convinced that these groups, I mean, Women's March has some problems and, you know, Black Lives Matter had organizational issues and they didn't control their spin. But They were so jealous of these groups and they are convinced that these groups are just grifters and they want a piece of the pie. And I'm not sure they're aware that that is truly the origin of their motivations, but there is definitely a resentment and a jealousy for the attention and the perceived, how do I put this? The perceived influence that some of these social movements have now. And I wish there was something we could do about getting people to realize Hollywood executives are narcissistic sociopaths. They don't give a hoot about causes. Hoot was not what I wanted to say.
0: No, but there was an H and a T in what you wanted to say.
1: Uh, no, there wasn't. Oh, no. OK. <laughs> no. Uh, but. Eh, they don't care hollywood executives don't care about that stuff they care about what sells and there has been a shift in the economics of north america that is very real there's a growing black middle class the whole new south phenomenon in the u.s women are in charge of household decisions women buy the cleaning products that and those decisions span generations People other than that typical, I I used to, I came to very much resent the phrase 18 to 34 male. I hated 18 to 24 male even more in terms of demographic targeting.
0: Tell us why.
1: (sighs) Because it was never about the reality of being an 18 to 24 male. It was the idea that you had to pander to the stereotypes Of 18 to 24 year old males. There is no more boring a demographic to program for than 18 to 24 year old males. Not because there's anything wrong with 18 to 24 year old males, but the perception of the demographic is so stereotypical and narrow that you end up just making crap product.
0: Oh, I thought there was more to it. Okay. Uh, no, I, it,
1: it's uh, just, it it's like this again, like really. So, okay, 18 to 24 male. Should we be doing things about coming of age stories and understanding a personal relationship with masculinity and how to be a, you know, a healthy individual in a world that expects you to be self-sacrificing in a very unique way? No, it's, boobies. That's what they think it is.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that.
1: You know, it, the, the, uh, Hollywood treats and, and the Canadian media does it too, right? But Hollywood treats 18 to 24 male as this weird extension of the a combination of an eight-year-old smashing action figures together going, ah, you know, and prolonged adolescence. And it is just so frustrating because you try to do anything Anything that attempts to sort of reach out and engage with the audience on an emotionally relevant level. And you have to sneak it in.
0: The uh, other thing about Little Mermaid, to get back to Little Mermaid.
1: Right. Is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that little musical sting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once was enough. You're doing me. Yeah. You're doing what I do. That's right. Don't do what I do. Only I do what I do.
1: It's an empathy what,
0: exercise. I don't do what you do, so you don't I'm do gender swapping. Do. So the thing about uh, Little Mermaid do, 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 is do, 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 the, do, the story do, do. Um, has to be changed as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> because the idea that this uh, that a woman should base her whole life around chasing after a guy and should give up, like, you know, her heritage and her, her herself and stuff like like in Little Mermaid, that's that's a bad idea. That's a bad story to be telling people today. And if they change it, which I think they should, because this is not the 1990s. That's not
1: that's not it, though. It that's not what Disney did with the movie. They threaded that needle quite well. Oh, because it's not. Ariel doesn't want to go to the surface world because of a guy. She wants to go because one she thinks it's going to be more free for girls like her, but also she's interested in their technology and their culture. Did you not follow the lyrics of part of your world?
0: I don't even remember that, that song. All right. um...
1: On land, they understand that they don't reprimand their daughters, bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand that part.
0: No, but I love the musical interlude.
1: That's, um, like, that is not about a boy.
0: I saw that movie. What, when did that movie come out? In the 90s 80s?
1: 90s something. Movie's that movie's at least that 30 years old. That was the beginning of the big Disney, Disney features revival, right? That's the movie that saved Disney.
0: Forgive me if I don't remember the details of a movie I saw at
1: least 30
0: years ago.
1: But you, like, Disney lyrics just stick in your head, but I i thought that was interesting i thought it was very interesting what they did with the princesses of the time that they all had things that weren't just about a boy Belle was the same way she felt stifled by the life she started in and then and then you know she sort of met the beast as a by accident in her greater ambitions and so i i they they did handle that well now yes it it eventually becomes a love story but i do think they gave just enough in that that parents can you know give the message to their girls that you know it wasn't about the boy it was about her wanting freedom and the ability to uh, have her own life and make her own choices.
0: Fair enough. Um, to close this off, somebody made a point that in the 60s, the Batman TV show gave us a black Catwoman and a yep. Latino Joker. That's right. And nobody said boo about it. Isn't that I, interesting?
1: Well, I think people didn't realize Cesar Romero was, was Hispanic.
0: Well, the name Cesar Romero. Kind of gives away that the person might be Spanish. You're not thinking he's Irish.
1: Uh, People might think he's Italian.
0: All right. We're going to go to a break. Let me come back. Other stuff, including that weird story from Oakville. Yeah. It's a very strange story. Maybe we'll come back with that weird story from Oakville next. We're also going to talk about Adam Levine. In other words, it's our douchebag update. Yeah. uh, We're going to talk. I've hated Adam Levine since the moment. I think I hated Adam Levine before I knew he existed.
1: And he um, got memed hard and I was there for it. All right, for front row,
0: like the people who lined up for 30 hours to see the the box, the queen. Apparently
1: the apparently, that's not true. No? I got some insider information on that. I don't know if you want to share that after the break. No,
0: you just shared it. Okay, we'll be it back. Was actually,
1: it was actually 13 hours and someone in North American media misheard it and it became 30.
0: 13 hours is also insane.
1: Yes, I I do not know how that worked.
0: It's not like they're waiting for the opening of Empire Strikes Back. All right, we uh will be back after this. And fits the role in this case because she can sing properly. And they all think that it, it it's some kind of social experiment. I mean, people don't understand the entertainment industry. Okay, they don't give what? a rat's ass about woke. They care about making money. That okay. is it. Yeah, I got something else I want to say about this topic too. Um. Okay. We'll be back uh, after this. Okay. All right, we're back, and we've teased this story about the Oakville teacher. I'm going to let Leanna, who is generally handles more sensitive topics, more sensitively than me, uh, explain what the issue is here, wh- what the story is, and then what the issue is uh, with this teacher at a school in Oakville, Ontario. Leanna?
1: A shop teacher in oakville ontario is going to school with these giant prosthetic breasts and somewhat sheer shirts and and mini skirts now this is a trans teacher this is a transgender teacher yeah but there it became this big i think tucker carlson was the thing that made it just sort of explode.
0: Before you get there, right? I, w- I wish to point out that when you say um, prosthetic large breasts, we're talking gazongas. We're, we're, we're talking watermelons. About... They well, look they're... like, and they're, and they're watermelons um, of a certain age. They're not perky, um, they're- uh,
1: my, my theory is that this was sort of a desperate attempt to cover up a beer gut with two other beer guts.
0: Now, that is interesting because that actually is a very good description of what it looks like. Yeah, okay. that
1: that's that's what it looks like. So so you have it. I okay, uh. But you know the there were reports that the school was saying it it's not legal to to discipline the teacher for this. Well, the and, way, nipples
0: and, nipples were showing through the shirt.
1: Yeah, and I mean the thing is they're they're not and this they're not real. And it's a it's a really interesting cross-section of issues. And I'd find it so fascinating were people not you know pearl clutching hard and pulling on Mrs. Lovejoy routine from The Simpsons. Oh God, will someone think of the children? There's a high school for one. And it's it's not very attractive. It's- not
0: not very not you know, attractive it, when you think of large breasts this is not pamela anderson as a teacher these this is not google i don't it. i don't necessarily think th- that's not
1: that's not really my cup of tea either it it just like let let's just say that some people are not going to want to see it and to me it's more the clothing choice than the the body shape. All right. You know, because because we all know that one secretary from back in the day who kind of looked like that, too. I don't know if you had that lady like the 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 cafeteria lady?
0: The, I was going to say the cafeteria lady. I didn't know how she kept her breasts out yeah. of the pasta sauce. Yeah. When like, it was, okay, when so it was know, a spaghetti day.
1: You know what I'm talking about, right? P- people with that body shape are not unheard of in schools. Old school cafeteria ladies also were shaped that way. But they weren't wearing mini skirts and mesh tops. Now it's. Oh my God.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh my God. You just. Did you have to say that? Because now. Well,
1: now people know the images. I'm
0: thinking of that that cafeteria lady from years ago at junior high in a mesh top. Well, you know, the the one who was always getting two lines, two lines,
1: everyone, two lines.
0: Now I'm thinking of her in a. Oh. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Maybe not the whole weekend.
1: And there's so, I mean, there are so many tangible details about this story. Multiple people online pointed out that the actual danger that this woman is presenting, it's shop class. She also has long blonde hair that's not tied back.
0: It's going to get caught in the lathe.
1: Well, she's using, yeah, like everybody knows that about shop class. You have to you have to pull your hair back, right? Yeah, you're going to get caught in the lathe.
0: You're going to pull your hair right off your head.
1: Yeah, I always remember that was a huge fight because if you didn't bring your own if you didn't bring your own elastic band, you had to use one of the un uncoated ones that pulled your hair out when you took it out like that. Well, that, that, that was, was kind of a punishment for forgetting. That was a form of punishment. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I've never personally met a shop teacher who isn't weird. That doesn't mean they don't exist. I just haven't met one. Uh, My
0: shop teacher, the the only only school I went to that had a shop teacher, um, Mr. McLaren uh, had a brush cut and he was oblivious to almost everything. Like uh, we were doing one year, it was in metal shop. We were supposed to make a screwdriver. Mm -hmm. um, And my friend Roy, his older brother Peter had Mm -hmm. made a screwdriver two years earlier. And so Roy brought that to school. And each one of us took the same screwdriver up to be marked. Mm -hmm. And uh, we each got a different mark on the same screwdriver. And Peter's initials were carved into the screwdriver. And only when it was nearly the end of the the marking point did Mr. McLaren notice the letters and say, have to do some investigating. And he never investigated anything. and he used to let this one kid who was the least coordinated in the entire school like to forge. Wonderful.
1: And we were sure
0: we were. We, whenever he would like to forge, we used to hide behind the teacher's metal desk in the front.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just because we were sure the place was going to go up.
1: Yeah. A before O or up you go.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, o before A and it's your last day. Yeah. yeah we were, anyway, this has nothing to do with the topic. People are saying that this teacher... With the uh, with the uh, the watermelons uh, fake watermelons is harming students.
1: Yeah, and now,
0: where's where's the heart? All they what they're doing is giving kids a memory that the rest of their life they will laugh with their compatriots about.
1: See, and that's that's what frustrates me about this whole story is it's really being mishandled. It's focusing on the wrong thing, and let's face it, this is just a story intended to make. Transgender people look like freaks who shouldn't be around children. And something is clearly wrong with this person. I talked to a few uh, trans women I know, and they, to, to a woman, said she's looking to provoke. She's looking to start a fight. Something's going on here. You know, I don't know what, but people only do this when they're trying to provoke a reaction so they can get all huffy which is probably what the school determined as well which is why they were so hands-off about it but yeah no. this i i mean this happens in a in a larger conversation of the idea that transgender people are quote-unquote grooming young people to be transgender like the whole story is slid I, around i don't know
0: anybody who sees that unattractiveness is not going to be drawn to uh, a trans first of all you're either trans or you're not you can't be convinced yeah. of it or persuaded yeah, it's not no, like trying can't. to get somebody to try a new pair of sneakers it's you're either trans or you're not it is not something that somebody tries out like uh, like having a goth phase you know, but, but,
1: but, but kids are easily persuaded. I had I had people online say, oh, come on, you don't have kids. I can convince my kid of anything I want. Oh, well, you think so? Well, I said, congratulations. You just admitted to child abuse.
0: Well, also, you think you can convince your kid of anything. You're living in a dream world, buddy, because no, you can't. And you want to talk about kids being able to be influenced. Look at that huge mass of Trump supporters who, despite obvious objective evidence that he's a crook um, and he's bilking them still believe every word out of that liar's mouth. You want to talk about people who are easily uh, influenced. It ain't kids. It's it's idiots and they come in all ages and sizes, but I don't think back, you know, maybe I went back to school back in the, in the, in the dawn of the stone age, but I don't think any teacher would be allowed to walk around in a mesh top back then trans, not trans, uh, there are well, certain codes of conduct for how what you wear as
1: a teacher. And, and that's apparently the problem. I I checked back in on this story before we, you know, we started to do the show. And apparently there actually is no code, of, possibly no codified dress code in the Halton region school board, which is why they technically can't enforce this. Oops. And so they're actually doing a uh, an agenda item they've announced. What is it? Uh, uh, the report addressing the various consideration regarding dress codes. Um, they've they've it's prompted a review. Do they have one for students
0: or just nobody?
1: Well, that's the thing is that there may in fact be one for students, but not for teachers,
0: because nobody expected a teacher to show up with giant fake breasts in a mesh cup. Well,
1: but this is very this is actually this. This is one of these things I have a friend who's a, a criminal lawyer, and he gets very, very vigilant when it comes to the writing of these sorts of things, because he sees the end result of badly written laws. Mm-hmm. And. The problem is that the main argument I see of this, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. And what does that mean? What does that mean?
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's in the eye of the beholder.
1: Yeah, and that's the reason that girls, you know, students, eighth grade students get sent home from school and shamed for wearing shorts. They're wearing unaltered from what they bought in the store. It's not scared girls to to have to struggle so hard to find clothes that are school appropriate because they, it's not appropriate like if you're going and buying shorts at a store come on you should be able to wear them to school
0: man I went to school uh, you know part of my schooling was in the 80s when people wore those nylon short shorts and men wore them too that was not appropriate especially for gym teachers who didn't wear underwear yeah, underneath like- those shorts and made you sit in squads while he walked up and down marking you and his the gravity uh had won the battle with his withered testicles and you you look up you're like whoa i didn't expect prune face
1: and and there wasn't enough support in those shorts, And so guys would always be adjusting themselves all the time. Like, this it, it I it it just. They were also I mean,
0: they also didn't breathe, so you got, yeah because they
1: were polyester.
0: You got sack sweat, which is yeah. unpleasant in all that, aspects.
1: That whole it's amazing we survived as a species, man. And but, by the way,
0: I did promise earlier we weren't talking about testicles, but
1: yeah, here Delta, we go. I warned you. Yeah but see that that's where i red flag because the issue with what this teacher is doing has nothing to do with it being disgusting has nothing to do with it warping young minds no no trust me we were all teenagers if we actually think about it we were exposed to way weirder stuff than that that probably wasn't good for us the problem is that her students don't respect her they're laughing at her. She's a freak show to them.
0: Teachers have to maintain some degree
1: of authority. Of authority.
0: I yeah. mean, I remember my I mean, Mr. Sperino, bless him, my favorite teacher. Um, uh, he, we made fun of him and said that he had, he had huge personality ticks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, while we were goofing on him, we still had some level of respect for him as a teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that, I think, that is where... But how do you... How I, I think that the wording has to be staff and students must dress in accordance with an environment of mutual respect. I'm that's vague the, too, though. Yeah, but at least that's not appropriate. That's not... Because you, you start saying authority, what they're going to start showing up in, in military outfits. This no, is a really but you, difficult but I'm not saying thing. to say, and
0: use the word authority, but mutual respect, that's too vague too.
1: Well, I understand not, now just... why
0: some schools have, have uh, 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 uniforms, even though I hate uniforms, I hate the concept. Um, I understand now why maybe some of them do, because people are really pushing, pushing the envelope here.
1: You know, but, but think about it, right? That, if somebody because you have to go because I mean slogans on shirts there are some workplaces that have just banned any shirt with letters on it because they don't want trouble because somebody could misconstrue it and well, so, these days, yeah yeah and so I think that and and I do think that schools should be enforcing the concept of or should be should be nurturing should be guiding in the concept of respect for others and respect for yourself because there's nothing wrong with putting on a mini skirt and a mesh top in certain in certain environments right but not church it, well is it really is it really respecting yourself to dress in a way that is not optimal for the job you're doing. Because what, I mean, what does that say? What does that say to your students? I mean, what is the deal with that?
0: Well, you spend more time joking about the teacher than you do focusing on whatever the teacher's saying. How do well, you take the teacher seriously when that's going on?
1: That's the thing, right? And that to me is more it. And because this whole thing really seems to be designed to uh, to provoke some sort of response the right-wing media apparatus like just just gave her exactly what she wanted which is why I wouldn't get upset about it because when it seems like somebody's trying to provoke me nope I have too much respect for myself that way I'm I'm not going to take the bait this isn't about anything, but your students are laughing at you, lady. They're not taking you seriously. That's all it should be.
0: And that is where we will end that little discussion. Well, I know the
1: the, the, no, the no, everything I, I well, <laughs> yes. I just want to say one more thing because I don't think I got it in. OK, no, cisgender woman would last five seconds wearing that in in a school they'd
0: be sent it, home to change it,
1: it. Yeah, it would absolutely not be. First of all, they wouldn't do it. But, you know, yeah, It. we wouldn't even be having a conversation here. It would be considered no way. There was a a story out of New Jersey that drew this sort of thing for for far, far less, like a far less sexy outfit. She was just very curvy. But and that's the thing. If you're actually treating trans women like women, you don't you don't treat them differently than cisgender women and this is treating a trans woman significantly differently than you treat a a cisgender woman and that's not right that's a form of transphobia in itself
0: all right on that note we're gonna go to a break adam levine is a (laughs) douchebag oh he is i peep even when he was popular i hated him that falsetto that that um i want to make you feel beautiful that 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 stuff that sounded like from, it was the lyrics were from a teen romance novel i and, and he just looked like someone i wanted to punch like relentlessly so um no surprise that he got himself into a douchebaggy uh bit of controversy this was it this week liana
1: this week last week i'm not quite sure when it broke but it's it's it has been roiling the internet
0: and what happened what happened
1: okay an instagram model who claims she had an affair with adam levine the married adam levine with two kids one on the way had an affair with him some time ago when she was i think 19 20 years old maybe a little older said it went on for about a year and apparently and then it you know sort of drifted apart went their separate ways he apparently dm'd her recently asking her if it would be okay to name his third kid who's on the way after her serious question would that be weird uh and-
0: if you have to ask
1: And so the Instagram model, knowing she'd take some blowback.
0: And also get more people uh, signing up to her Instagram account.
1: Yes, get get more attention, certainly. But she was willing to take the hit on it, said, I got to say something about it. This is just not okay, Right. And so but she brought receipts. She released the DMs he sent her proving he'd been at 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 minimum inappropriate what i like about this whole thing first of all it is a lot of pent-up rage against maroon 5 but it's also i think the perfect punishment he he released a really terrible statement with with the whole thing really really terrible about i didn't actually cheat but and they're they're leaking things to people like he completely understands his wife's feelings. They're really trying to make him seem like the hero of the moment here. And that's the wrong move. You know, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant found the playbook for surviving this. Didn't keep his marriage. But, you know, you know, it's Adam Levine absolutely does not want a divorce. We're working through it. We're gonna be good. All this stuff, dude. That is wrong.
0: What, what would I'd you like- what would what would you advise him to have uh, released as a statement?
1: Well, it's the Cliff steel method of an of an apology from Doom Patrol, which I can't say verbatim on on radio. Yeah, but it's basically I'm stupid. I I'll say screwed up, and I'm sorry. Now for stuff like this, the 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 epicness of the apology, the 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 amount and the duration of when you are doing penance for something like this has to be a factor of 10 more than what you actually did. That's just a general rule of thumb here. This is becoming It's Not Therapy, uh, which wasn't on this week because I was sick. Apologies. So this this is your little dose, okay? If you mess up really, really badly like this, one, you have to be prepared. Going into something like this if you think you can actually get away with this and this will not one day destroy your relationship, any form of dishonesty, any form of, of of meaningful secret keeping, I'm not talking about a surprise birthday party or anything like that, but anything you're keeping from your spouse that could affect their life in a meaningful way, you are risking destroying the relationship, period, end of story. You have to be prepared to take that risk. But if you have any hope of salvaging this, You have to 100% accept that you were a giant a-hole. You get no cookies for this after all. You are going to be eating dirt for a while and you deserve it. It doesn't matter if the story was like, it doesn't matter. You didn't have a technical physical affair. You were stepping out emotionally, mentally, that matters. And you have to be prepared to apologize and apologize and apologize and let her cry and apologize and, you know, yell, let her yell, apologize. The only way you get out of this is if your wife or your husband, because let's face it, women do this too. The only way, the only way is when he or she actually feels better, because this is not just a betrayal. It's humiliating when it becomes public. And if you've been cheating on her for a year, well, you better be prepared to be apologizing and making it up to her for a year. But guys like Adam Levine are narcissists and they're ego driven and they think they can just fix it with, you know, buying her something expensive and, and making a public apology and like writing her a song and all that stuff. And maybe she's that stupid that it'll fall on her, but I don't think so. I think at this point she's probably pretty done because guys who do this, this isn't the first time. This isn't the first woman. This was so brazen, right? Can I name my kid after you? But the thing I like about, was that was that acceptable advice that I'm checking in to make sure you feel heard? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, But the thing that's great about this, this public shaming is in this case, this is actually an appropriate instance for a public shaming. A lot of the times the shame doesn't fit, you know, people didn't do anything really that bad. But in this case, like Trudeau, Trudeau singing Bohemian Rhapsody, who the heck cares? He had a good time. Good for him. I don't care. Right. This. It transfers the humiliation from the wife who was cheated on to the guy who did it. And that's just a little bit of justice in the world. And I love it. All right.
0: And uh, by the way, um, uh, Adam Levine and Maroon 5, their mm-hmm. music, I never understood what how it got popular. I always thought it was syrupy pop crap. And... I hate it's wine
1: mom music. I hate
0: that he exists.
1: Yeah, it's wine mom music. Here's the
0: real problem with his music with Maroon 5. Now that music is played in grocery stores, in like supermarkets. So I have to go while I'm picking out produce and listen to you like know what's the, funny? That, and and I have no ability. Unlike radio, I could change the station. Unlike uh, you know, if it uh, 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 is something digital, I can flip to another song. I can't get Maroon Five to stop playing in the grocery store, and that is the enduring legacy of Poison that Maroon Five has given us.
1: Well, that's because they're the modern monkeys. How dare you say that? I love the monkeys. No, but that's the thing. If you actually listen to the monkeys weren't covered in tattoos and trying to be all sexy. Right? right? They were doing hijinks. Yeah. And that's the problem with Maroon 5. They're, They're the monkeys trying to be the Rolling Stones.
0: And on that note, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back to wrap it up. All right, we're back.
1: Now, I have the urge to sing Last Train to Clarksville.
0: I love that song. Yeah. I I loved the monkeys. They were were what they
1: were, right?
0: We used to say what they were. We used to say me and especially my buddy, uh, uh, Bill Walichka used to um, say that the the shtick that was uh, prepared for much music. Yeah. Was uh, us trying to do the monkeys? Yeah, it was always so like everything management said, Hey, this would be good, do this. It was always, This is the monkeys, this is ridiculous. But I, the monkeys musically, other than that album they released on their own, um, I forget what it was, it had a provocative name, uh, which was crap. Uh, when they were doing stuff written by other people, uh, those songs, those songs stand the test of time. I, I will, I have no problem going through the frozen foods aisle listening to Last Train to Clarksville or I'm a Believer.
1: Right. But if you actually break down Maroon 5 st- songs structurally, they're they're the monkeys trying to be the Rolling Stones. Why would
0: anyone spend the time to break down Maroon 5 songs structurally when you can simply switch to, them off?
1: Because I needed to understand why I hated them. So is like is
0: isn't it enough to just hate them?
1: Well, it's that she will. Be loved. It's designed to be earworm, right? And with a better lead vocalist, with somebody with more like a like a Steven Tyler vocal, she, what? you know, he's got that. Whole, then it means something. Then it's rock and roll. Then it's got an edge. You're like, yeah. Then you're Axl Rose. Then you know, even Justin Timberlake does more with his white boy falsetto than Adam Levine does. Adam Levine comes across like a guy who is this nerd and his parents paid for all these private music lessons and now he's trying to be all rock and roll instead of seeing like reading the room and realizing that he would have been better off being like a Michael Bublé or an Ed Sheeran
0: that's interesting
1: it just you can tell he's in It's inter- it
0: how bad is it when you would have be- been better off being Ed Sheeran
1: I don't know i i like i like Ed Sheeran's approach to things, even if I'm not crazy about his actual music.
0: The thing I like about Ed Sheeran is it makes me appreciate good music more.
1: Well, I don't, I, I, I like his videos. I like how he kind of comes at things with a, a kind of humility. I don't mind it. I, I, and Buble is the same way, right? Yeah, I got nothing
0: against Buble. Yeah,
1: they, they just see, they don't seem arrogant. And so I, I can be less bothered by not being real crazy about Ed Sheeran's music, because at least he's not walking around going, look at how great I am, look at how great I am, right? Whereas Maroon 5, I just keep going, is this good? Is this good? Th- this is not that good. All and right. He always just seems so out of place on the voice because everybody else was a like legit very good singer. Why Adam Levine? They liked his tats. Yeah, All right. well, they, they had him as the Simon Cowell, right? Was that his role? Yeah, that was his role the first two seasons. Then he totally overdid it seasons two and three, and they they pulled it way back. He was a, like just over the line too many times on season two and three.
0: Well, on that note, we're, I'm going to encourage people to listen to Leanna's podcast called It's Not Therapy. Practical, um, uh, easy, well, practical hands-on solutions to day-to-day problems, um, things, stress, anxiety, uh, uh, overwork, uh, family issues, gender, uh, gender confusion, or gender issues. I haven't
1: done that yet. I haven't done uh, that yet. Next, uh, next week it was supposed to be this week. It's on projection, psychological projection,
0: which is huge in the population. We will yeah, listen I mean, for we, that. We
1: all we all do it to a degree, but it, that's why it's good to understand.
0: So that'll be on the next podcast of It's Not Therapy. You can find It's Not Therapy at Saga960am.ca. Uh, drops new Thursdays at 7. Uh, but you can also find it on their website under the, the show's podcast. And you can find it anywhere that you get podcasts from. Spotify or Apple Music. Wherever you get podcasts, you can find It's Not Therapy. And don't forget to check out newmusicnation.ca featuring uh, video music by the uh most talented performers um and videographers across the country uh check that out newmusicnation.ca we're back up and running and uh and that's it so at this point in time i will turn it over to liana to uh to do the honors liana bye-bye bye-bye